It's a sunny, crisp spring afternoon, and you've decided to take a walk through the nearby park. Passing through the open field at the heart of the park, you see an unfamiliar path on the other side of the clearing. As you head through this new threshold, you see a subtle but noticeable trudged path leading to who knows where. Your curiosity takes hold, and you decide to make your way through the brush. At the end of this trail, you find yourself in a very small, unexpected cemetery. Your eyes are drawn to the only two gravestones left, a large obelisk family plot and a smaller stone with some toys and trinkets on top of it. As you walk up to investigate, you're startled by the sound of someone playing a harmonica behind you. You turn around, only to find that there is no one there. Confused, you look back at the gravestones, and eerily, on the smaller of the two, sits a little blue harmonica. You walk up to the grave and read it. John King. He was only 12 years old. While quietly mourning this unknown child, you think you hear a train horn in the distance. But there hasn't been a train here since, well, you can't remember when. But it's almost as if the longer you stare at these graves, the louder the horn becomes. Mashed potatoes, gravy, chicken, corn, corn, slopped. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that word. Why are you? Oh my god. That's, give me my drink. Oh, oh my god. You can't god. pop it yet. Crack pop it. it. You can't crack it. Twist it. I know. Pull, Pull it. it. Pass it. Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And we have a guest today, everyone. We have a friend. (laughs) We actually don't. Uh, (laughs) We have... Maddie's dog is having a sleepover with us tonight, (laughs) so she's just sort of wandering in and out of the room. She's very cute, very quiet. But obviously, she will not be telling any stories today. She's just <laughs> standing and staring. She's just admiring. here to enjoy the show. <laughs> so anyway, we're back. It is episode, I don't know. 31, Who, I think. No, I made up the 30 thing. I'm going to be honest with you. It's somewhere around there. No, I really thought. Like, is it? Including listener episodes, I think Maybe. we're at 31. It's crazy. I don't know. But we're back again. And this time... It's been, I think it's been a little while. We gave you a lot of restaurants back to back, but we finally... We was hungry. <laughs> I mean, I'm hungry right now, so we need to get the, the show on the road. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're back to good old cemeteries, good old haunted cemeteries. Yay. And this time we are at Paul Ruster Cemetery in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, okay. I didn't know the name. I thought, okay. Yes, it's... You'll pa- talk well, about it. Well, yes. Yeah, so it's Paul Ruster, but it's weird because it, like the names the namesake doesn't match like the prominent person we will talk about it but it's odd that's why i almost like spoiled it right so it's funny because it's the paul ruster cemetery the main name in the cemetery is actually kitley but we're not talking about any of these people we're talking about a boy named john but we'll get there yeah so before we get there like always we have our beverage for the evening a drink it is yes and this is another one of those where i'm doing the history on this one so i gave megan some buzzwords to go check out at the alcohol store hello what is it the liquor store (laughs) (laughs) and this is what we've come up with what have you picked for us tonight 
so we're back to a beer. I had you do a couple of wines there. Yes. So. Thank you. I got my so selfless of me. We're we're back to a beer, and we're drinking Deer Creek's no Deer Creek Brewery's Nickel Plate Apricot Wheat. So the name here has nothing to do with the story. Really, it's just the imagery on yeah. the can, which is it's just a very simple orange and black can. With a train uh, I, on it. With a train on it, yeah. A very a locomotive. Like, if you will, yes. <laughs> and it's very, I mean, it's just a basic train. I don't like, Deer Creek has antlers on it. It's just simple. I like it. Mm-hmm. I dig it. And I didn't plan this. Okay, It's not quite Indianapolis, but Deer Creek Brewery is out of Noblesville, oh, so Indiana. It's, so it's right there. Pretty darn close. And it says, make your own trail. Oh, yeah. Um, Not a lot of description on it. It says it's a light, crisp, and refreshing wheat ale with the added sweetness of apricot juice to make this a truly flavorful gem. Yeah, it, it's a little low as far as alcohol content go, for, goes. It's 4.8%, but that's fine. Yep, and I Maybe read... Maybe I'll stay a okay. little more coherent this time. <laughs> I read the 17 IBU and got... I read it as alcohol content. I, I saw like, you oh shake. Oh my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is a pint. Well, I figured out, because we've done this before, we said we don't know what IBU is. Yes. I looked it up this time. Did you now? It is International bitter Bitterning Units. Okay. And... So does that, like, determine hops? Pretty much. It, so it goes all the way from a, a Lambic up to an Imperial IPA. Okay, so yes. And this is a 17 IBU, which falls in the Belgian wheat. Okay, yeah. What, what is sense. the Imperial IPA out of curiosity? Is it probably like a 40? On a scale of 1 to 100. Oh, out of 100? I'm, I'm certain it goes up to 100. Yes. 90? 93.5. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I can't. There are some <laughs> IPAs that, like, I liked this Legend of Stiffy Undead. That wasn't bad, and I think it was considered an IPA. Mm-hmm. That was probably the furthest I will go. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm looking at the, it's an Imperial IPA, and then the, in second place is Imperial Stout with 71. So that tells you how strong. The jump. Yes. That IPAs take. Yeah. Imperials, anyway. So anyway. This is a pint. It's a can. Mm-hmm. So thus a crack. a crack. And I'm actually kind of excited. I want it to be sweet. Right, but not too sweet. It. Like, <laughs> I like beer, so I know I'm going to like it. And honestly, reds, browns, wheats, like, that's my sweet spot. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's open it. Ready? Yeah. Oh, do we actually have a hold of it this time? I remember our debacle one time where it's like, no, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Three. Two, one. Nice and crisp. Yes. I like that. I Aphrodite like that. is just, her mouth is hanging open. <laughs> Ooh, you know, okay, if you do a deep breath on it, you do catch the apricot. Like, it's like an apricot skin. And I'm realizing, I don't know, tomato, tomato, I'm saying apricot and you're saying apricot. Yeah. I, Did we have the soda and pop conversation on the last episode or no? I think we, in one of the few recent episodes if not in the episode we've talked about it at least three times in the past week and i don't know why you know we did because we're like soda pop soda Soda pop pop, or coke Coke, wherever you're from let us know what do you call a carbonated beverage and i think we said i said weirdly i say coke like as an overarching but usually like soda yeah i say soda yeah so but let's uh, yeah crack this now i want to drink it i'm actually excited yeah because i go ahead and take a drink i 
like I said, I can smell it. If you do the whole open mouth sniff, you do get the fruit notes on there. Oh, well, Megan made a face, a good face. So I'm going to give it a whirl. Oh, so I took a drink and was like, okay, Belgian weep, but then take a deep breath. Oh, there it is. (laughs) It's, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy beers. So of course I like it, but it is true. It's, you get, if you don't like beers, it, uh, unfortunately, sorry, it tastes like a beer. Surprise, surprise. But it's the immediate taste of beer, the immediate hops, and then just all fruit. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's almost got like a, because of the wheat and the fruit mixture, you almost get like a pastry type of finish. That sounds so strange, but not just like biting into a fresh a- apricot, apricot, but Ooh, almost just think like, of like apricot, apricot cream cheese danish. Or, yeah, Ooh, that's kind of what I'm getting here. I'm so hungry. We've got we got <laughs> we got to move. And honestly, I think that's speaking of moving on. I think that's real. It's pretty straightforward to the point. Good beer, nickel plate from Deer Creek Brewery. it's an apricot wheat leave me alone and noblesville indiana all right check it out take it back now y'all i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna say funk show brother but all right oh yeah that would have made more sense i went straight for cha-cha slide which is dumb because i hate oh my god weddings get togethers shindigs if you play cupid shuffle if you play we're three or more electric slide (laughs) if you're playing uh or cha-cha slide the uh is it electric slide is Um, that what the heck it is wow it's been so long since any of us have been to a social function that i can't remember anymore but point is you know what i will not partake in songs that tell me what to do because no one can tell me what to do also i don't dance the chicken dance? No. <laughs> no, it's stupid. I don't... There's something odd and cultish about, like, the first beats of the song come on, and everyone's like, oh, oh, I just hit <laughs> Oh, and they get up and run to the dance where everyone starts doing the same thing, and it feels very, like, 13 going on 30, but, like, even cheesier and stupid. I don't like it. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> strong feelings. I know? do have strong feelings. I have a lot of strong feelings. <laughs> Okay, well, I, <laughs> for another Ask time. me about anything. Anyway. Ask me anything. Shoot me an email. Reach out to me on social media. You know my name. Ask me any questions. I have strong feelings. I guarantee it. Let's talk ASMR. I'll kill you. Oh, my <laughs> I God. Hate, I hate ASMR so Jesus much. Christ. I was just, that's the first thing that popped in my head that I have very strong feelings on. ASMR is for masochists. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, gosh. I mean, I I just avoid it. I don't actively seek it out. I don't seek it out either. Except there is that funny person on TikTok that plays, like, the devil. And they're like, it's the devil ASMR. And they start, like, scratching yeah. their microphone. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's pretty funny. Although I hate it. So, <laughs> all right. Let's reel it back in. Okay. Okay. So, all of my information here has come from a... They have digitized, there we go, that's what I was looking for, a local publication from Indianapolis called The Weekly View. So it's like a a magazine, like a local magazine type okay. deal, small newspaper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like satirical or anything like that. So okay. like, like I get, maybe like you or me could write something and send it in and they'll be like, yeah, we'll publish that. It's that kind of feel as far as I can tell. And that's where I'm getting all of my information from actually. Mm-hmm. 
We kind of have that, like Terre Haute Living Magazine. Yes, yeah. So. Or the, what is the Statesman, if you want to get, like, really... The Statesman's yeah. really not bad, though. It does cover a good chunk of things, but I feel like I'm not creeping around ISU campus anymore, so I don't really get the Statesman. But it was a nice newspaper. Yeah. So this article was published on October 4th, 2018. So... Happy birthday, Brianna. (laughs) That's Brianna's birthday by Al Hunter. And I thought this was funny. The part, there's different columns, probably like how-to columns and asking columns and whatever, like opinion columns. This column in particular is referred to as the bumps in the night column. Mm. So I thought that was funny. And it seems like Al is either the main writer for that or the only writer for that i don't know he's written a lot of pieces for bumps in the night so this is what he has published he wrote relatively speaking paul ruster memorial park is one of the newest additions to the indianapolis park system the park's trail consists of a 1.2 mile quiet loop trail that features a river and is rated a moderately challenging walk uh do you agree uh, well, I, they say the park is tucked away, not from not far from busy Washington Street, and the trail is like stepping into a hidden forest. That is true. That's true. It's weird because like the trail starts right on the parking lot. There's a giant like soccer field, but once you get in there, you feel like all Blair Witchy. Like I don't know, it just yeah. feels like this hid like a hidden. Well, trail. especially this time of year, the greenery hasn't come back yet. So yeah. Oh, and right when we walked in, the trees were there that were at Okie Pinokie, remember? Yeah. Thorn trees. The trees that just had like patches of thorns on it. These trees are here. Yeah, we had some friends with us while we were there and they saw them and they're like, What the heck? Like, we'll we'll get to it. But the thorn trees exist. We saw it with our own eyes again. So it says that it's a moderate challenging walk. The trail features some steep inclines and can be very tight in certain areas and can get very muddy after a rain. It is more of a recreational facility than a park in the traditional sense of the word. Well, so about the whole, there were some like tight, I wouldn't say tight squeezes, but especially when you got towards around the river, like. Oh, yeah, it was narrow-ish. Yeah, and I don't know if the trees, fallen trees, were necessarily meant to be like crossings. If they are, mm-hmm. then definitely a moderate. Right, you're kind of up higher, and then it's just like an immediately immediate slope down mm-hmm. into the, the little creek there. Yes. So, it is located near the bustling Washington Square Mall shopping complex. The 102-acre park features a small fishing pond and a playground. I don't what? know how... I know, I don't know how... Big parks are usually, but that just seems big. I guess. I wonder how big our like, local park like is. Like Deming yeah. or Fairbanks. We've talked about both of those, I believe. Let's find <laughs> out. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep reading while you look at that. It says, The Ruster Park is bordered by walking, bordered by walking trails defined by Buck Creek that borders the area that each offers East Siders a rural setting for jogging, hiking, and dog walking. Did you say Butt Creek? I am like trying very hard <laughs> to enunciate my words here because I feel like I just cannot read today. Buck. Buck oh, okay. Creek. So the hey. Ruster Park is bordered by walking trails defined by Buck Creek that borders that area that each offer East Siders a rural setting for jogging, hiking, and dog walking. Yes. We're drinking Deer Creek. Look at that. Oh. Oh, didn't plan that No, one. <laughs> I did. I see. You know, I, I did plan that 100%. I knew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And Deming Park is 177 acres. So. Oh. 
Okay. Well, I, I mean, mean, we know how big Deming Park is, so that's... And there are no wood. There's not really woods to Deming Park, so no. most of that being woods at Paul Ruster makes it very interesting and I think feel a lot bigger. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> during summer, locals take advantage of the park's picnic, picnic facilities and shelter house. In 2007, the park added a fenced-in paid admission bark park with two sides, the third such facility in Indianapolis. Paid admission. Like, I I didn't see it. We saw the dog park. So many good babies. We honestly yeah. wanted to walk up and be like, Actually, that was a really aw- <laughs> who said the really awful thing of like so we didn't look weird asking to pet dogs be like oh my, my dog just recently passed away can i play with yours and they'd be like oh my gosh yes and then jokes on them we could we could play with the dogs right but don't joke about that it's not funny that's not that's not funny. <laughs> we didn't do it if you if you're curious no but yeah it's interesting how i wonder i didn't see where you we would just have to pay from afar yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i know we just creeped oh, creeped from afar yes yeah <laughs> so i don't know i didn't see where you would pay to get into the bark park but Mm-mm. whatever during the winter the park's many hills are filled with sledders skaters and tubers that hill man that hill right when you get into the park is wild. Oh, yeah. Like, thank goodness the street is not super nearby <laughs> because you would die. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of this the hill in Fairbanks Park because it's not quite Deming. That hill at Deming is enormous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, when we saw kids sledding down Fairbanks when it snowed a mere, what, two weeks ago? For God's sake. I it's can't even remember now. But pretty close. <laughs> this yeah. girl came, you know, plummeting down the hill. <laughs> there was a bank of snow where the snow plows had come through. So it offered a natural wall for them to hit when they hit the bottom of the hill. She soared straight <laughs> through it. And I watched her land. Like, I can't remember if it was on her butt or her stomach. Butt or stomach first on the concrete. And I laughed <laughs> like I did one of those like things. And I did not... <laughs> I was really hoping they didn't hear me. I don't think they did, but she, like, her sled, she came off of her sled. The sled stuck in the snow, and she just kept going. So it was very funny. She could not have been more than, like, eight years old. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) I love children in danger. Oh, my God. (laughs) And if I would have finished that sentence, it literally says, especially the big hill near the parking lot. Okay. So I I would go back just to uh, sled that hill. But not for 10 years, because I don't want any more snow, for God's sake. Oh, no. I'm already sick of the rain a little bit, but my plants are doing great. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Ask any of these visitors about the park's namesake, and you're likely to catch them at a loss. Paul Ruster's Park is haunted by a centuries-old ghost. The park, acquired by the Indy Park System in 1970, is named after a 1964 Warren Central High School graduate, Paul M. Ruster. Paul, the oldest of three sons of Marvin and Mary Ruster, is Mary a son? Does that, is that, how is that? I See, I read that before and I was like, so is Paul, Marvin, and Mary. It's the, the way it sounds, Paul, the oldest of three sons, I'm dumb. The, the parents were Marvin and Mary Ruster. Oh. The oldest of three sons of Marvin and Mary. Okay, I got it. Anyway. That word makes that one word makes all the difference. <laughs> it really does. Grammar is so important, folks. Grammar and punctuation. 
So anyway, he died <laughs> December 10th, 1978 oh. of Hodgkin's disease, actually. So that Aww. sucks. Yeah. Paul's brother, Bruce, was a former Warren Central baseball star and much-loved physical ed teacher at Warren Central for many years. Paul was born on the east side, attending Eastridge Elementary and Woodview Junior High. He graduated from Ball State University and returned to Indy's east side to teach physical education in Lowell in 1969. There's another hard word. No reason for it. Lowell. Like Lowell, Lowell. Indiana. Oh. Lowell. You, like, choke on it. Lowell. It gets stuck in your yeah. throat. <laughs> It's Lowell. Anyway, during his 10 years at Lowell, Mr. Ruster became admired, respected, and loved by the people he worked with each day. People remember him for his winning smile and infectious laugh. Small aside here, didn't we talk about how, like, I don't want them raking his name through the mud right now, but I feel like not everybody could be a good person. Like, I don't like when you go to funerals and such and everybody's like, they were such a good person. They were so great. I bet they sucked. Somebody has to suck. Everybody can't be great. Right. So I <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe he really was a well, good Kelsey, guy. Well, Kelsey, all the bad people are in jail. And then we're here. So <laughs> that's why. I suppose so. But I just... <laughs> because kinda... no one... It, only the bad people Well, you know jail. that one person had one people. bad interaction with him. And they're like, that Paul Ruster was a big douchebag. <laughs> hated him so much. He had gangly teeth. He did not have an infectious smile. All he right. had an infected smile. Oh. Get him to the dentist. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, rip in peace, Paul. Don't come after me. I'm sure you were a great man. Anyway, he always seemed to be giving his time, talents, and energies to and for his pupils. He believed in kids, encouraged them, and was not disappointed in return. While at Lowell, he completed a master's degree at Bus Bustler? Oh, Butler University. In addition to teaching and studying, he coached girls softball at Lowell Little League. Man, that's, that's rough. Awful. That is rough. He later coached girls' teams affiliated with the Amateur Softball Association. His teams worked hard for recognition and were able to travel to several neighboring states to compete in various tournaments and playoffs games. Playoff games. Playoffs? I don't... Playoffs? <laughs> what? what? I can't even... I can't remember that. Lipstick in my Valentina white bag? I can't remember the conversation that he has. It's... What's his oh. name from the Colts, right? Was it the I Colts or the Dolphins? I just remember him standing know. up there just... You want to talk about... Playoffs. Playoffs. God. I don't know. Anyway, Paul was able to find time to start a, quote, dad's night at school for the fathers who had a desire to take part. Mr. Ruster also found time to participate in several basketball leagues in the city. The Lowell PTA and the community honored Mr. Ruster by establishing a scholarship in his name and by starting a petition to have the city park at 11300 East Prospect Street named in his honor. The approval for the park to be named after Paul Ruster came through on June 28, 1979. So, I mean, apparently he was a really good guy. Everybody liked him. Just local, what they say, PTA, local groups like that were like, name this park after him. So it must have just been a standing park, and then they're like, put it in his name. Because he was good, and he was athletic. He yeah. was nice. Infected. Yeah. <laughs> Although the park may have been new to the Indy Park system, the haunted reputation was well established. Some of the first to report the strange happenings going on within the park were people, okay, were people who themselves were looked upon as strange by casual observers. So, oh man, they had long hair, no, men with long hair, no, and girls with buzz cuts, and they're wearing a lot of black. <laughs> I mean, you're not. 
Well, I don't want to say you're not far off. This is why... So I gave Megan buzzwords to go pick alcohols, right? And uh-huh. what, is, what was the last one I sent you? It said, dragons don't ask. Yeah. Do you know why? So now some of the first to report the strange happenings going on within the park were people who were themselves looked upon as strange by casual observers. Oh, man. Did they play D&D? There it is. (laughs) Now, how strange is this? I'm listening to another podcast right now. It's Small Town Murder. I've talked about them before. And (laughs) the episode I'm on, it's episode 79. And they're talking about this kid who was arrested for a murder. And he played D&D. And he was just like a, it it was in the 90s. He's just a. It makes me wonder if we cover, if, well, if we cover the same. I listen to, my go-to podcast is Wine and Crime. And it's been a hot minute since they did it. It was in the early hundreds as far as their episodes go. They did like a game, what is, what is it called? Game cases. uh, Game themed cases. Yeah, something something like that. Because they don't always do murders, but. One of them that they covered was about D and D. So, and it may be the same one because 1990 sounds about like the right time frame. It was in the 90s. I mean, this kid was also like uh, super cool with Satan too. So, of course, everyone was like, because oh he had all this satanic stuff in a yeah. notebook, and yeah, I can't. It's been a it's been a while since I've heard that episode. But yes, they they played D and D. These were the weekend warriors ga- weekend warrior gatherings of young people dressed as medieval knights wearing full combat regalia while sword fighting and jousting around the green spaces of Ruster Park. That just sounds like LARPing. LARPing. But it says these were the early days of Dungeons and Dragons phenomenon in the 1980s involving fantasy role-playing games that met at a regular basis in the park. So, I mean, it is LARPing. They must, it is. I, I don't know, maybe Owl just isn't it. woke enough to know what LARPing is. I don't know. Or it wasn't considered LARPing. I wonder when that term came about. Are you going to look the that up, too? is our friend. Yeah. So these are people, these were Dungeons & Dragons enthusiasts who then took to the parks to act out their, oh my gosh, uh, campaigns. I knew the word. And today it's known as LARPing. There's actually LARPing in the park here in town, Deming Park. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a while because, you know, COVID. But during the summertime, they are out there, mm-hmm. like, every week. What year was this? That the, this was 1979, so 1979, 1980. Okay. Um, it was the 1970s. It says uh, event arrangers called Game Masters decided the setting and rules to be used blah 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 the first larps were ran in the late 1970s inspired by tabletop role play games and genre fiction mm-hmm. neat yeah so larping i guess was a thing by then so that's what they were doing and these were the people that first started to have accounts with this so-called haunted park they were the ones that were like oh some weird things are happening here mm. These groups began to report strange sights and sounds coming from the periphery of the park's boundaries that would often stop participants in their tracks. Sorry, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time reading, but y'all got it. You understand, right? Thank you. Sometimes these spooky sounds would drive the groups from the park in fear. Soon, the ghostly rumors made the rounds among Indianapolis paranormal groups that Paul Ruster Park was a hotspot for paranormal activity and an allegedly haunted area, and paranormal investigators declared that these unexplained occurrences were emanating from a nearby abandoned family cemetery a mere stone's throw from the new park. So, Kitley King Cemetery. 
this is why I'm confused. Oh, because it's Paul Ruster Park. Yes. Yeah, oh, you know, I think I said Paul Ruster Cemetery. It's Paul Ruster Park. Okay, that's why I was like, that's the name of the cemetery? No, it's Kitley King Cemetery. Okay. So the park is at 11300 Prospect Street, East Prospect Street. The cemetery, Kitley King, is located at 11,000 East Prospect Street. So they're in the same block, just east of German Church Road. It's an area of the woods located on the southeastern edge of the soccer field complex located within Paul Ruster Park. We tried walking to it. Did it not say that we could walk to it? It's just like, oh, just go through the soccer fields and yeah, like take the trail off to the side of the soccer fields and, and you'll be there. No, don't. We were not near the soccer fields. There is no way. And I don't know if it's because there were a lot of controlled burn areas in that park. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if maybe usually you could get to it that way, but the control burn had it blocked off. But I still don't think. I still don't think so. Uh Uh-uh. Misleading. I don't like being lied to. So, so resting across the point where East Prospect is intersected by Touchstone Drive, a set of six broken and weathered steps ascending from the curb is the only clue to the graveyard's existence. This is true. It is a very small graveyard. We drove past it twice. Didn't see it. Like, we did not see it at all the first time. We went to the park and didn't see it in the slightest. No. And then we heard that it was off to the side and drove and then i passed it again and then we had to do a u-turn and go back and park somewhere and it's you'll miss it if even if you're looking for it you're gonna miss it yeah it's very tiny it's tiny little little cute cute i guess i don't know if that's a word for a cemetery but it is right when we say tiny we probably mean it's about the size of the room we're sitting in right now honestly honestly yes so the steps lead up from the road into a stone-walled square plot of ground within which rest a smattering of gravestones in varied states of disrepair nestled into what looks like the foundation of a long-forgotten house i think that's true like now that i think about it it does kind of seem like the outline of a foundation yeah and they're just like oh just throw some stones in there it's still awfully small i felt like it couldn't have been bigger like a one-room cabin (laughs) yeah i guess maybe a little bit bigger than this room but not by much Mm, no honestly that it feels like about right maybe i don't know yeah like a hut yeah so sadly only two monuments remain intact which i think now that I think about it, I guess it really was only the two. Yeah. There was one, there was a little sign leaning. I don't even know if you guys saw me. I like lifted up a little sign. There was a cross and then a sign leaning up against it. Just like, almost like you would hang up as decoration in a home. It wasn't meant to be a gravestone oh. or anything like that. And I don't know if someone just sat it there as a marker for the grave, which was in front of it, which happens to be the boy that we're going to talk about. But I don't know. Yeah, it says there are only two gravestones intact anymore and that is john w king who what from 1906 to 98 sorry 1806 to 1893 so a good long life and francis kitley markers right john w i was like who the heck is john w king the boy like yeah I, i'm just like all over the place now yes so the one that we're definitely going to talk about which is john w king and then francis kitley The cemetery is not well-maintained, and the two remaining stones are severely cracked. I would say they're no worse off than any other gravestone that's in a maintained cemetery that is, you know, over, like, 200 years old. Yeah. Well, I guess not 200, because he died in 1893, so 
little over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the grass around the area is usually overgrown and uncut. So luckily, it was, I mean, it was pretty well maintained when we got there. Yeah. Also, we're coming out of winter, so right. would the grass really be overgrown? An 1889 Sunborn map of the area shows the presence of two farms at the intersection of German Church and Prospect. The properties were registered to J and J N Kitley and the and to Francis Kitley. Across the street on this 1889 map is a farm once owned by Andrew King. I do want to ask a quick question. Did he say John W. King's grave marker says 1808? 1806 to 1893. That is not what's on the grave marker. That's it. Didn't sound right. It's Wasn't there a eighteen eighty one to eighteen ninety three? Because he's a boy. That would make him a very old man. John W. King. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he was a boy. I'm looking at the he picture that we took right old. there. Yeah. Ni- Do they mean like the age of the cemetery? Like he uh, was the someone was built in eighteen oh eight, and then. Well, what's interesting is because they say. Only two monuments remain, John W. King with the very wrong dates, and Francis Kitley markers with no dates. So I don't know if maybe they meant the Kitleys, but it's just positioned poorly. This was written in 2018 Mm -hmm. because the Kitleys had a nice tall monument that had very visible dates on the monument was actually looked really new so he i'm did. That's wondering why I'm confused why if they've been replaced since he's written this like this doesn't sound right but i mean the names and everything are right it's just the monuments look i mean there's john's that looks brand new it really does it does that's i was gonna say when he said they're all cracked and in, in disrepair i was a little confused because also that pillar monument like they have an obelisk basically yeah was pretty it was like a white granite pretty legible so i think it's been replaced since he's written this probably that's i mean that's three years ago now which is two and a half years well anyway he was only 12 disregard the dates on that i think that was just a mistype i'm not sure what happened there right anyway so across the street on this 1889 map is a farm once owned by andrew king Francis's home once rested on what today is the soccer field. Since the Kitleys and Kings were farmers, it was natural to bury their loved ones in the land beside the farms. County records show that John Kitley recorded an 80-acre farm on this spot on December 16, 1825. Kitley was born in Hamilton County, Ohio on April 15, 1793 and died sometime around February 25, 1865. So those dates don't line up either. Yeah, I remember one of their birth dates or death dates was Christmas. It was December 25th. I remember that. Well, there, here's April. There's December 16th, April 15th, February 25th. So, I, I don't know. Strange. Yeah. That's weird. So, something's all messed up. Now it makes me wonder, Was the were the dates that he's writing here correct, or are these new stones correct? I would hope they'd have some... Nothing is real. (laughs) I would hope they had some kind of documentation of this family, but... Well, actually, so here, if we go on, it says his stone, meaning John Kitley, his stone was once within the cemetery but is missing today, as is that of his wife, Anna Fox Kitley. However, the couple's mortal remains undoubtedly rest beneath the soil to this very day. So they moved the stone, but the bodies are still there. Which makes you wonder, are there other bodies there? 
who knows? John and Anna were organizers of the Cumberland Baptist Church on the National Road, or present-day Washington Street, located a short distance to the north. The Scotch-Irish Kitleys, who were Methodists, intermarried with the neighboring King family, who were members of St. John's Evangelical Church on German Church Road. According to county records, also buried in the Kitley King Cemetery plots are John and Anna's son, Francis Kitley, and Mary Jane Smithers Kitley, who is listed on the back of Francis's stones with the dates February 6th, 1841 to August 25th, 1932. I'm wondering, so just a little, this all seems a little irrelevant, but I guess it's just, let me just finish the thought here. Other, quote, lost graves may include siblings Sarah King, Elizabeth King, Lillian Hart, Walter S. Kitley, John Kitley, Hester Weiss, and James Nelson. Still, others may include James's widow, Rose, and their children, Floyd and Frank, along with their wives, Alma and Anna, respectively. Now, the Kings and the Kitleys were intermarried for purposes, whatever that may be. Right. Is John, John's last name is King? Is that where this is coming from? Yes, John W. King. Okay. All right. I just, for some reason I had in my mind, his last name was something different. I'm like, so they bear, it's a family plot. So why is this random little boy there? He's not random. My apologies. (laughs) (laughs) As with many Indiana pioneer cemeteries, records are sketchy and incomplete with graves remaining unmarked and unrecorded. Legend claims that many years ago, a 12-year-old boy living on the farm was killed while doing the, while walking along the nearby train tracks. No one knows if he was struck by a train or whether some other harm befell him. Reportedly, he is now buried in an unmarked grave within the foundation of his old house. They had to have replaced it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't that know. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because it, it looks it looks brand new. Yes. There is no way that thing was in 1860-something. To be fair, I mean, we have family plots out at Highland Lawn, mm-hmm. and they have been dead for quite some time and their stones look still legible they're yeah they're in decent shape i suppose so i don't know but clearly clearly something is different because he said this is an unmarked grave anyway witnesses claim that if you walk along the path leading from the soccer fields through the woods to his grave near prospect you can hear the boy playing his harmonica still other witnesses have reported seeing the ghostly image of a young boy walking down the road and again he is seen playing a harmonica The railroad tracks are long gone, but the wandering spirit of the musical boy remains. His spirit has been witnessed near the large fishing pond located just west of Musing Road within the heavily wooded area of the park. Fishermen have often reported the plaintive sounds of a ghostly harmonica heard moving through the woods and around the perimeter of the old-fashioned fishing hole as if circling them. It is is believed that this lonely wanderer is John Kitley, young namesake son of the farm's owner who died April 12, 1864. So they're now saying there are two. Two Johns. Yeah, John Kitley and then John King. So John John Kitley is in the park, John King is in the cemetery. Or walking down the road toward the cemetery where the train track used to be. Mm -hmm. So... Wrapping up, it says, What is known is that Paul Ruster Park, built for the enjoyment of the children of Indianapolis's East Side and named to honor a devoted kid loving East Sider, odd choice of words, yeah. but you do you, I guess, is visited by hundreds of joyful children who run and play in its green spaces all year round. Most likely, these visitors frolic and play, unaware that a sad and lonely Civil War era lad may be watching from afar, wishing he could join them, or perhaps just play them a tune. Aww. Yeah. 
And then I just added a little tidbit down here. It gives a little information on the, ed- not the editor, but the author, the author of the article. And this might ring a bell. Al Hunter is the author of Haunted Indianapolis and co-author of the Haunted Irvington and Indiana National Road Book series. Okay. I have those books. Oh, yeah, in the other room. Well, I have Haunted Irvington. Oh, okay. So he's written a lot of local haunted books, at least one of which I have. I think I have Haunted Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And it, there's also Indiana National Road, the, a series. His newest books are Bumps in the Night, Stories from the Weekly View, Irvington Haunts, The Tour Guide, and The Mystery of the H.H. Holmes Collection. Does it have a picture of the books on there? It does not, actually. Oh, I was going to say, if the one is red and black, I believe that's the Haunted Indianapolis, but uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I have a handful of haunted Canada, books in there, so I can't sale. remember. That I mean, that's that's the history. That's the background. It was only, I only used the one source, but like I didn't really need any other source. He really kind of covered it all. And I mean, this dude is a local historian specializing in haunted things, so... I suppose I didn't really need to look much else. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. Okay, Whew, take good a stuff. breath. So it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. But basically, there's a little boy that plays harmonica that's supposed to haunt the cemetery and what would have been the railroad tracks, which I'm guessing is just Prospect Street now. And John Kitley may still wander the grounds because he was older and worked the grounds. And you find him near the fishing pond, which is I in the don't... trails. It said it was in the trails. It makes me wonder if it's where those people were down there. That's not really a pond, though. That was the... That's like part of the lake. Or uh, river. creek. Creek. <laughs> One of those I'd things. call it a creek. Crick. Ugh, don't. No. We don't. If you say crick, this is not up for debate. We're not doing... You can do soda or pop. We're not doing crick and creek. No. no absolutely not. <laughs> no. All right. Well, so Megan has some stories for us about Paul Rester slash john king slash john kitley slash about those million names i listed off right so first thing we did not know where the cemetery was we saw it was in the park Mm -hmm. so naturally we went into the park and when we first get there first we have to watch the doggies because of course we did and (laughs) and then watch some kid try to flip a rifle because they were working on their routine color guard <laughs> man they could not i felt so bad they were trying to do a kneeling like double and it was so stressful they were having such a hard time maddie was with us and she actually did color guard for oh seven years or something like that oh wow yeah and she was i was just like go over there and show them how it's done <laughs> she did not so we had to awkwardly walk close to the kid with the rifle and his two friends watching like cheering him on i don't know i guess like his personal cheerleaders and i'm not sure i don't know if it was a boy i don't know let's not assume gender they i'm sorry yeah (laughs) my bad so we see a trail and like okay here's a natural place to start so we get on the trail and one of the first thing we see is the tree with the thorns and i was like yeah it's gonna be good yeah (laughs) and i think cody was with us as well and he did like a double take and he was like what is wrong like what is that tree (laughs) so i already felt good about this this is good news because uh Okie Pinocchio was when we encountered this tree the first time and if you want to go back to that episode episode man still shook me with the ending (laughs) I can't believe that was one of the first times we had this 
just aha moment during yeah, the epiphany. episode. If, if you want an unintentional plot twist, go to episode, I can't, probably like five or something. It's, we had literal chills. I think I was crying because <laughs> I was laughing because I was uncomfy. A good episode. So go check that one out. Press Plug. pause right now. Yeah. Go listen to... Plug our own podcast. Okie Pinocchio if you haven't already. Okay. Now that you're back and you've listened to the entirety of Okie <laughs> Should put some elevator music. I won't. It's fine. <laughs> we start walking down this trail. We run into another good boy and their owner. And we're oh like, my yes. goodness. Very old baby. Old Very with old a sweater. Baby. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. They were hobbling. Very slow. <laughs> These trails had a lot of forks, first of all. So we're like, oh, let's take a left. Now let's take a I right. I think we just and took <laughs> left the entire time. We had to take a right at some point. Otherwise, we'd end back up at the front. I, I guess that's true. Did. That is true. Okay, fair. There were a lot of forks. So while we're walking on the trail, we did bring a couple of things, instruments with us to, to do our investigation. But while we were walking, we just have ghost tube up. Yes. Because why not? Let's just have ghost tube up. Were you going to say something? No. Well, I was going to say this trip, we, we're we finally going to unveil some of the new uh, equipment that we used, which it's not super fancy. No, but it was long overdue. It's, yeah, long overdue and just so necessary for what we do. I don't know why we drug our feet on this, mm. but we'll get there. Yeah, well, and so we used Ghost Tube, but Cody actually used a new program. Ovilus? Ovilus, yeah. And it was nice to compare. It's kind of the same concept, but Ovilus was sort of an, an actual physical thing. I guess they don't make the physical thing anymore, so now it's an app. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Yeah. But Ovilus is the same concept and picked yeah. up some very different things. Yeah, it. And first of all, the voice on it is oh so unsettling. Ovilus. On. God. Like, oh my God. Smoker meets a robot. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we did get a lot of new, interesting words from it, though. And yeah. from Ghost Tube, but we'll get there. Oh, that, yeah. So I can pull, mm, go We on. start walking the trail, and we notice down by the creek there. We smell smoke, and we're like, oh, something's burning. And then we said, wait, something's burning. Like, we're in the middle of the woods in a park, and we look down, and there's actually some people by the creek that have almost like this... They've made a fort and they've got a fire going. I was yeah, like, and we're, it's uh, not like a cheap little fort. Like they put some time into this. Yeah, it had a roof. It mm-hmm. had sides. It was yeah, interesting. It sure did. So I know while we were walking on the the trail, Ghost Tube shouted out a couple of random things, and I was checking to see if I took pictures of it. I don't know why I didn't. But we got a lot of, like, heaven and hell And angels references. and demons, actually. And at one point, it said, Pagan, come find me. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Megan and me was like, Maddie, are you a pagan? I did. I said, does anyone really in our group identify as pagan? Not not necessarily, but it it was just very, there was no space. It said, Pagan, come find me. And I think it's interesting because, like, I, I don't know, it. I won't necessarily say what she does. She does her own thing. Mm-hmm. But let's just say she like partakes in some things. And she it's funny because it said Pagan come find me and she was the one with the map up ch- oh, telling us where to go cemetery. to find the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought that was funny. And then 
we kept getting angel, An- fire. Angel, fire, flames, demon, heaven, hell. And then it was super random blacksmith. I'm telling you what, I have never gotten that word before. I got it at least three times. And it yes. was like giving relevant words. Like it said flames and then it said blacksmith. And then I... As many times as all of us have used ghost tube, because at this point, all four of us, Cody's was with us too. Uh, I can't remember if we said that, but all of us have ghost tube on our phone. We've all used it at some point, And anyone who was using ghost tube at that point that day got some reference to heaven or hell. All, and all of us were like, I haven't that. heard that before. Haven't got that before. And blacksmith really threw me for a loop, mm-hmm. which... I'll go ahead and spoil it. I looked up, I tried very hard to see, I don't know how you would even look that up, but I'm like, was there like a blacksmith forge in this area? Was Mm -hmm. it known for this? I couldn't really find anything, but it would be very interesting. They are on a farm. Yeah. I mean, they could be doing some type of... Forging of sorts. On the farm. But regardless, uh, we also got God. Like, Yeah, just anything religious, really. Mm -hmm. And it was weird when it said pagan, come find me. And mm-hmm. yeah, all all of the references super weird. But we realize as we're walking, we're getting further away from the cemetery. So we did what it said. We found the soccer field. We went on the trail and mm-hmm. we yeah, just kept getting further and further away. Yeah. So, well, it turns out what we thought was a soccer field was just a field and the soccer fields were further down the road and it was flooded and there were duckies swimming in it. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we find out we're walking the wrong direction and we start walking towards the cemetery and we we're trying to follow the map and it wants to take us through like the controlled burned area and we're just like "Mm." i will say it's very that area looks like they probably plant specific trees there maybe fruit trees or something because there's a natural green wall and an Mm -hmm. entry into that green wall and for some reason like is this really scary no but is it weird yes so I was ahead of Cody, and I walked in first, and my ghost tube said, hello, and I was like, hello, and I think it said, where am I? I was like, you're at Paul Ruster, where, like, we're trying to find you, tell me where you are, Mm -hmm. and Cody comes trailing behind, walks through the threshold, and his uh, ovulus says, hello. When you walk through the threshold. Yeah, and I'm almost certain, like... It did take, I'd say, about five, ten yards out of the threshold, but after we ended up leaving, it did say goodbye, and I was like, alrighty. So, was there anything in that little... That's where we found another control burn. It said we were going to go that way to go to the cemetery. Did it end up working? No. No, and we figured at this point, we said, let's just jump in the car and start driving that direction because I can't... We cannot figure out where it is. I just keep remembering little things that, were they scary? No. Were they relevant to the story? Not really, no. But when we said, do we want to keep walking to the cemetery or do we want to get in the car... I said, I told them, I was like, I don't know, it's up to you. And my phone went, car. I was like, okay, I guess we're going to take the car. It was like just having another person on the trip with us. Yes, it was oddly intuitive. I know I mentioned in the last episode my, I don't want to call it skepticism, but my wavering trust in Ghost Tube every now and then. Yeah. But what it... That was weird. You said, do we walk or take the car? And it said said car. car immediately answered the question yeah then we walked into this threshold it said hello we walked out of the threshold it said goodbye we Mm -hmm. we have maddie using the maps to find the cemetery it says pagan come find me like Mm -hmm. a lot of 
things we've never heard, very pointed, intelligent answers, responses, and things like that. And General just, conversation. Yeah, it just happened over and over on this trip. Yeah. That was something goes to we've honestly we've been getting pretty like iffy about it as of late, but this last trip kind of rejuvenated yes me. Yeah. yeah. So we get in the car. And I guess I don't know if it asked in the cemetery. I do remember it asked it in the car because we're trying to figure out where John is. And remember I was driving and it just very clearly said are you a friend? Yes. Never heard that one before. It was a full blown, because usually it's one, maybe two words. And this time it said, are you a friend? Yeah. Cause we're like, what? I wonder where John is. We're trying to figure out where this child is. And as we're discussing it, he said, are you a friend? And I said, yes. Yes. Like, where are you? We're trying to find you. Yeah. I forgot about that one too. So many new things on this trip. Yeah. We've never gotten anywhere. And we've used in different cities, different states we've mm-hmm. used Ghost Tube and have never gotten this. No. I, I swear I'll stop in it, but I just keep remembering those little tidbits that doesn't necessarily drive the plot forward. No, but the the intelligible responses were just kind of like it didn't feel scary. It was just like this felt more like a real investigation than some we've done. Yeah. And we we did bring one tool instrument with us that we didn't use, uh, unfortunately. And we actually have a pendulum oh, yeah. that we were going to use. And we didn't get a chance to use that. But yeah, we had intentions. Yes, Maddie was very nice and actually made a board and a stand for the pendulum because human error. So we mm-hmm. can just sit it on the stand and it move without us shaking like... But I, I'm curious, I, w- I almost kind of wish we would have used it to see if we could have gotten some of the things that to corroborate with Ghost Tube. Yeah. But alas, we did not. And we end up driving out. You have to drive out of the park. And it is off just on the side of the road. You can't park in front of the cemetery. No. You have the option of either parking in the park and walking or you could park pull into the beginning of a subdivision but that looks weird yeah it looks sketchy so we opted for pulling back into the park just at the entrance and kind of parking along the side of the road a little ways in and we trekked up the hill to this cemetery (laughs) we are all out of shape if you're curious (laughs) we well and it had just rained and man. man muddy and gross just Anyway, and it was getting cold. We're getting that chill, I told you. Not quite a freeze, but we're getting back into chilly temperatures. And yeah, it like was it. in the 30s the other day. Yes. So we get up to the cemetery, and we step up into it, and we see two headstones. And we're like, oh, this is the, it. Yeah. The, that's it. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been more than like 10 by 10. Yeah. It, it, was, it was very small. And it's weird. It makes sense now, I guess, that you say, because they're in such obscure places, like John, the child, the 12-year-old, is to your right when you walk in, and then Kitling is in the top left corner. So they're diagonal from each other, and there's no other stones. So if there are other people buried there that just aren't marked, that makes sense. But I'm like, why make them so far apart? You well, know? so yeah, the two namesakes, Kitley and King, their headstones were moved, their gravestones were moved, but the bodies still remain. And then that obelisk, I believe, has names on all sides. So it may just be like, they're all in this general area. Yeah. But... John, the 12-year-old boy, is by himself up in this corner. And people 
visit him often or enough that they've actually left trinkets or toys yeah almost like a memorial for him Mm -hmm. there's coins toys someone left a harmonica Mm -hmm. there's like a stuffed animal and a toy truck yeah things just it was cute yeah just little things he was a 12 year old boy so it was time to whip out some new stuff to investigate at this point so one of the first things we pull out is an emf reader Mm -hmm. which we have kind of used before but not like this this is an older or this is one that we used to use but it's nicer yeah it's it's older but nice and tried and true like it is literally just meant to do emf the end so the emf is an electromagnetic field reader Mm mm-hmm And it picks up on electromagnetic fields. Oh, crazy. And what it is, you've got a a series of lights that go from green to yellow, orange, and red. Mm -hmm. And depending on how strong the field is, you get a stronger response and it'll bounce up anywhere between green, which is no activity really, all the way up to red, which is crazy activity. Typically, you're going to get that around your cell phones, your smartwatches. Your computers. uh, Yes, anything like that. So we set the EVP reader on his headstone. Mm -hmm. And we turn it on and we let it do its thing and we start talking to it. But we have one other piece of technology, equipment that we've brought with us to kind of help uh, I guess solidify any activity that would happen, and that is and why we waited this long to get our hands on another one is beyond I don't me. No, because we had one, we've used one f- before, and I think it's because when we used it, something actually happened, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no thanks. It is a voice recorder, mm-hmm. just a very. It's not necessarily geared towards ghost hunting you can use it for interviewing people you can mm-hmm. anything so we just bought we well we didn't but maddie, maddie was yeah. gracious enough to bring. i know maddie maddie's going full steam ahead with this i'm really grateful that she's interested in this and doing it with <laughs> us but it. yeah she got the emf reader and she got the voice recorder she did so and she made the pendulum stand she did all these things now we have a voice Thanks. recorder so hopefully we could pick up some intelligent actual answers not just from our apps on our phones this is from a legitimate voice recorder you hear it with your own ears yes so we were very excited to get anything because the last time one of the times we used a voice recorder and got an intelligent response that freaked us out was from a supposed child at the plantation which Mm -hmm. is another old episode you should check it out we were talking to what we believe was an eight-year-old girl well, we didn't know she was eight. We asked her how old she was, and, and she got she right us. up to the mic and said eight. Yeah, she she told so, us. I wish we had that recording still. We would share it with you guys if we did, mm-hmm. but it is lost somewhere in time. Yeah. So back to the cemetery here. We've got the voice recorder. We've got the EVP going, ghost to. We're using anything we can just to try to get something it's the middle of the day which not that hauntings happen at night but we just want to make sure we give it every outlet possible especially if it's a residual haunting like they go to buy their day-to-day so honestly residuals are probably more likely to happen Mm -hmm. well during the day but it's it's just the same occurrence over and over it's not intelligible responses but anyway so that could happen anytime 
Right. So we're asking, you know, John, are you here? Do you want to talk to us? Uh, we see there's a harmonica on your headstone. Do you want to play us something on your harmonica? We're, we're trying to just chat it up with him. Nothing crazy. Just say anything. We explained we've set this device here on the stone. If you could just touch the green light and mm-hmm. let us know that you're here. As far as I know, Ghost Tube didn't really produce anything. Not really, no. That that's I was looking at the the pictures and it my that's when I started getting generic stuff. Drowned and I got I'm lost. Yeah. But that's also one that I think pops up pretty frequently. Yeah, it went back to things we've heard many times. Yeah, nothing uh out of the ordinary. I rest in peace. Uh help me goodbye mother. I got grandmother. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I got another thing that I got a couple times was chair. Like I got huh. chair two or three times. I was like, "Do you want a chair?" And then in addition to the blacksmith and the flames, I also got hammer a few times. That's right. That's weird. Um So that's why I was like, "Tell me there was a blacksmith around here. Tell me his dad was a blacksmith something." Right here like back to back, I had stroke heart attack, abused, murdered. I just, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Which, <laughs> Calm I down. mean, there's a whole family in that plot, so. Mm-hmm. And then I got Mark, Susan, and Jennifer back to back. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing that stood out. It wasn't intelligent answers, anything like that. As far as we know, we did not hear a harmonica playing. Mm-mm. But it is right next to a busy street. And so my first <sighs> thought is, I'm like, what if he's scared to talk and come out because he doesn't know what those cars are. He there died are cars in the 1800s. maybe 20, 30 feet away. Yeah, he died in the 1800s. He wouldn't know what the, those type of cars were. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe he's scared. If it's not residual, he doesn't want to come out and talk because he's scared. So we, it, it's getting close to we need to start leaving soon just mm-hmm. because time and travel and daylight and yeah we were gonna meet a friend we were hungry (laughs) we are getting ready to go and we're telling john like okay john we're gonna we're gonna leave now so if you want to say anything if you want to tell us anything before we go and then we said if you want to touch that light and then tell us goodbye we're gonna leave Mm -hmm. and now before we get there, I'll back up a little bit. We did get all excited because at one there point was a it, huge spike. it spiked to red and everyone went, oh, and I pulled out my phone and immediately started recording. I was like, do it again. And then Kelsey goes, oh, guys. Like it know. took a couple <laughs> minutes, but then I, at the exact time that it spiked, I stopped my ghost tube and opened up my dictionary to see what words it said. And... I like the thing is, here's the thing that spike happened and our immediate reaction wasn't. Oh my gosh, it was a go. I yeah. literally went back to the position I was in and recreated exactly what I did when that happened because I was the one in front of the EMF reader. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It was my phone. I was yeah. just close enough that when I clicked on Ghost Tube to see what words it had said, for some reason, opening that list of words made it spike every time consistently. Yeah. But I did get that on camera. So you can see how it looks when it picks that energy up. But I, I can post the video. and But y- you'll see that it, it's not 
actually anything. No. It, you can hear Kelsey say it's me. Yeah, so. I, we wanted it to be, but I also, my first re- reaction was make sure it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it was us. So we're kind of... Eh, we're kind of sad at this point we came here but i don't know what we were expecting we already had some weird stuff out in the woods mm-hmm. so it's, it wasn't a complete i let down there were still some strange things that had happened up to this point so we tell john okay we're gonna leave if you want to touch that light and tell us goodbye we're gonna go ahead and go and then not quite the spike that we got with kelsey's phone which went right into the red you do see the, uh, and we hadn't touched it this entire time. It's just been sitting on his headstone. Nothing has changed around it. It spiked. To up orange. To just roughly like a yellow orange. Mm-hmm. And then yours, mm-hmm. your ghost tube said goodbye. goodbye. At the same time the spike happened. And that is exactly what we asked him to do. We said, can you touch like that I light? I show you right there. Megan's looking at it with her own eyes. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yeah. And you could use the timestamp on your phone if you want. That was 732 that that happened. Yeah, I'd have to pull up that video and look, but it Yeah, we asked him to touch it and say goodbye and that's exactly what, what happened. We got. What it seems like happened. Mhm. And I'm telling you what, my video ends at 7. I started at 7:30 and it is how many minutes long? The video is just shy of three minutes, and I started it at 7.30. And my and it happened at 7.32. Mm-hmm. So we've got it in it, real time. It was in tandem. Like, it's been a while. Has anything super scary happened to us in a while? Nah. Has mm-hmm. anything, like, really believable happened to us in a while? Nah. Mm. This was the first time in a long time that this really felt like intelligible it was a real we said do this thing and they went this thing and did it i was kind of excited it was strange though i was excited it happened but i didn't feel scared like i have at other places which made it feel like well did it really happen it really happened i I have have it it we have video footage yes it was almost an adrenaline rush like now i want to stay and talk more yeah but we did have to it go. It was seven thirty, and yes. we still had to drive home. And, and it was getting a little dark, and we're we would have to walk down this street where cars are driving, and there yes. are no street lights. Mm-hmm. So it was it was the safe thing to do. But I I was pretty pleased with it, honestly. Yeah. Which I guess let's not go jumping the gun. This is all part of our last segment here. Yes. There is one more thing I will say, and Kelsey is going to have to probably help me on this. You're probably wondering, you were so hyped about the EVP, Megan. What about that? Oh. Well. Good one. That's because Kelsey and Maddie, when they got home, I I didn't think about it because it's Maddie's, and mm-hmm. you guys took it with you. Uh, you ended up reviewing the recording that she took, the voice recording. Yes. How long was that recording? Uh, 11 minutes and 34 seconds. So she started I listened to it, it a lot. <laughs> did she start it right when we got into the cemetery? Because I much. didn't start my recording until your spike yes. happened. Yeah, because okay. you can hear, yeah. So Maddie recorded the entire session in the cemetery. And mm-hmm. you guys ended up She listened to back. the whole thing on the trip home, on the couch when we got home. And I remember, I don't know what I was doing, just pooping around on my phone. And she just very slowly takes the headphones off and she's like... 
I don't want to say anything, but can you listen to this? And we listen, and in the last, I, I would say, 15 seconds, you hear us saying, can you touch the light? And you hear us react to the light happening and the goodbye happening. And I'm like, it's, and then you hear me talking about how it sucked that one spike was my phone, whatever. And then finally we're like, okay, John, we're going to go bye. Like I said, bye, John. Someone else in the background said said bye. bye. And then you hear bye, bye. And then something we're, it's unintelligible. Yeah. It's very, we'll have to enhance it we'll have to go ghost adventures on it but do i want to say we caught an evp i don't know i'm not super sure i'll see if i can clean it up Mm -hmm. it'll i think i want to make it patreon content so Mm -hmm. if you want to hear this evp donate we'll get there oh yeah the video uh we'll have pictures of everything for sure but yeah the pictures we the pictures we post on the website if you want the video content you gotta donate. It's, we'll get there. We need some incentivizing. Okay, sorry. Like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> We're here to work. This is what we do. But anyway, we may have caught an EVP. I've tried. We've tried very hard to debunk it if we can, because Maddie does sometimes like sing songy, like <laughs> like <laughs> mess around with whatever she's doing. But it just sounded so disconnected from any of us. I don't know how to explain it. Hopefully, we'll have it on the Patreon for you if I can figure out how to do that. Uh huh. Because I compared it against something else. I don't want to talk about it because at this rate, one of the episodes may be about my house. Oh I just, I don't know, guys. There's just more and more happening, but I don't want to spoil anything. So I think that's the end of Paul Ruster. That is the end. That's all I've got. So if you are new to this podcast, if this is for some reason the first episode of your comedy cro- you are coming across, in this last bit, we like to rate our trip on different different kind of categories and let you know do we think the place is worth it do we think it's haunted this that the other so let's go ahead and rate paul ruster park, park john kitley king, king cemetery. cemetery i'm so <laughs> bad at this okay so the first part that we rate is going to be the historical Spo- accuracy. accuracy yep you know i think i know what i want to say Sorry we have quiet deliberation at this point. We really are coming up with these ratings in the moment. Yeah, this isn't something we... We we, don't plan this at all. Well, because only one of us does the history, so I can't really make any decisions until the end. Megan just heard this in the same time that you guys are hearing it, so now she gets to make a quick assumption. I've got my score on this on a scale of 0 to 5. Okay. You want to do that? Yeah. um, Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, five. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened here. I don't know. I want to go four, but I, I, I can't. I'll be honest. I don't know what my basis is. There's a lot of history. There's grave markers. There now we can't. I, I know. I'm doing the thing. I'm, I'm doing that thing. Uh, go ahead and tell me your three, and I'll see if you... My three is because the history is there. Like, I mean, I just read you a very long thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, in, in that article, it even says that sometimes the stuff gets mixed up. But really, it's just talking about dates and stuff. Very clearly, dates get messed up, because we're either yeah. talking about a 12-year-old boy or a 78-year-old man. Like, right. Or a 74-year-old man. It's, it's very different 
so there is history. Is it accurate based off of an article just written three years prior? Not really, no. As far as, like, the haunting goes, though, I mean, people, this has been dated back to the 70s and 80s that people have seen unusual things. Uh, but I guess I, you're right. <laughs> I'll bring it down. I'll take, I'll go up to a four. Four. Okay. Yeah, we can agree on that. I think that's fair. Yay. It's not perfect. There are inaccuracies. Yeah, there are. Onward and upward. Cool. Next, to the scare level. Uh, Okay. Mm. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, one. one. Yay! What? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It really was not scary. John King, especially, was not scary. I was just really like, it's. You get almost a weird like. Oh, how do I even explain this? You. F- I don't want to say maternal because that's kind of gross because I don't want kids. But anyway, <laughs> you get like this caretaker vibe when you're talking to kids like yes, i felt like i was talking them. talking softer talking slower using very like gentle ge- not gentle but just not big words like we, we were gonna say touch the emf reader touch the electronic we're like touch the green button right. like a little kid an eight-year-old would know what the difference between green yellow orange red is right and someone from the 1800s again i'm gonna stick with this he's doesn't know what emf is e, no. uh evp no i think we said I, silly I things like i like your truck i like it like we were yes. t- we left we left him some coins like other people left him we did i i think i did at first ask him to touch the emf reader and i said that's stupid he doesn't know what that is so i said touch the green light i like quickly changed my my wording yeah. but the point is not scary the woods, on the other hand, that gave me a weird vibe. It did. It when I say Blair Witchy, a yes. little, a little bit, and judge us if you will. Blair Witch Project was scary. I don't care. Come at me. Mm-hmm. It startled me, folks. My ten-year-old niece thinks otherwise, but yeah. Cadence. I know you're listening. Yeah, our ten-year-old niece <laughs> listens to this podcast. You didn't find it scary. It's before your time. It didn't age well. You don't understand. It's not like a fine wine, and it's fine. But point is that. <laughs> I feel like, the, I this is silly, the thing that got me that, like, tips it into a one was the pagan come find me. Oh, Like, really? in that moment, I was like, oh, shoot, we, like, responding, responding. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, really, it wasn't anything that was said or done uh, that, that scared me. It, it was, was just, just the whole vibe. The eerie feeling. It was a very open woods, but very quiet at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the next thing. We're going to rate it on is the, uh oh, believability. Believability. There's yes. only one left. How could I forget? But. <laughs> Forgessing. <laughs> Little German for you. Uh, believability. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Sorry, I, I'm going. I just, I feel like we're going to be off again. No, I'm going with my gut on this one. Okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Four. Four. Yeah. Oh, we did yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's not scary and the history is a little uh, fuzzy Shaky. in some areas, this is the, I'll, so we'll say it again, first time in a while that we have had something that we truly and honestly are like, huh. It was intelligible. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there are coincidences. There are things where we have to take a step back and say, was that really ghost or was that just a weird coincidence mm-hmm. but how many times did it have to happen in one get one go, go? Yeah. yeah yeah that was 
I was excited, honestly, because I... It was a weird little adrenaline rush, I'm going to be honest. Not that these last episodes haven't been entertaining and interesting and the history's been interesting. I've liked every place we've gone for the most part. Oh, yeah. But it is kind of disheartening to report to you guys. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's so haunted. And we say, well, I mean, not really, but, you know, Uh, you do you. (laughs) This one, haunted, in this case, haunted does not have to be scary. No. I'm... I believe this place is haunted. Mm-hmm. I believe this place has spirits. Yeah. And I, I do too. And I guess that kind of brings us to our last rating, which is going to be just an overall score, taking everything into account. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I know what I want to say. I'm going with my gut quick on this one, Me obviously. Too. Three, two, one, four. four. Yeah. Oh, I'll <laughs> stick with the four. Okay. This one, you guys are actually okay to trek on during oh. the day yes it is it's, a, it's just like a park it's, it's a, a public park think of going to your local park that's what you're doing we went and visited a local park the cemetery is also just use the same it, there's no signage but use the same you know context clues as you would any other cemetery it's probably closed after dark mm-hmm. but you're welcome to go there people go there to pay respect and that's what we did. We weren't disrespectful in anything we did. No. So as long as you go there and you just talk and even bring a couple of coins or maybe a little toy to leave for John, I say go for it. I had this sudden thought. I had something queued up. It was not our investigation, though. So I was like, do I really want to mention it? I do. In researching for the Paul Rester Park and John Kitley king cemetery mm-hmm. i said it right that time yeah i found another person did an investigation i think it's who's your hauntings i'll go ahead and give them credit where credit's due they found they went in with cameras and evps and things like that and they went i can't tell if it's at night or not because they were using night vision it may it may have been at your own risk be smart they went in and they caught an evp this i'm not we're not going to make this patreon content because you can find this it's a youtube clip right, it's, it's not, not it's, ours. it's not ours but i do want to remind megan to put this link on our website if you can social media because they do catch an evp as well and it's in the same it makes almost like what we may have caught a little more believable because it's the same kind of high-pitched childish sound and what they catch is you he when they enhance enhance the audio honestly maybe it's just because i'm i've been trained at this point to listen for these things when the audio is enhanced it's pretty clearly saying uh, what sounds like a childlike voice saying a train oh wow mm-hmm. which now knowing he was walking on the train tracks and, and either... may or may not have been hit by a train oh wow. you hear you hear the two men talking in a lower tone loud not, whispering but louder than what happens in between them saying did you just hear that one of them says did you just hear that and then very quickly you hear like a train and then the other guy responds huh so e. yeah <laughs> yeah i know i got like weird goosebumps talking about it because <laughs> because like i said it's this higher pitch doesn't match anybody else in the video's voice it's very similar to what we may have caught, which, like I said, I will do some more listening. Hopefully have that up for you on Patreon. Mm-hmm. I think this place is haunted. The end. Yeah. 
That's it. John Ruster Park. It's also just a cool park in general. You'll yeah, see some dogs. Nice park. Go if for you got it. dogs, take them. They will. Oh, they have an agility. They have an agility course. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Your dogs. Oh right my now. gosh! I haven't heard that sound in a minute. <laughs> the sings. Oh, <laughs> I love his videos. All right. Phew. We made it. That is it. That's the end. I think. I liked this one. I liked it. I did too. Oh, it was a good one. Well, I'm all hyped because I'm we. If now I got that high, we're chasing that high. I again. know. <laughs> as soon as that stimmy shows up, we're gonna have some new equipment, which it should be any day now, right? But, well, when this is being recorded, hopefully you're all listening to this and thanking <laughs> Mr. Biden, Uncle Biden, Papa <laughs> Biden, whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah. I don't, the new equipment's going to be coming, and I'm very excited for it. And especially for some reason, this trip has just like rejuvenated me, and I'm ready to ready to get it and go. Yes, excited. So, all right. If you liked that content and you want to help us get more travel to more places, get more equipment to do these types of investigations. I mean, that EVP reader or EVP recorder was like. Mm. Mm-hmm. really just brought it back home you know yeah we have trips planned in the hopefully near future that are definitely going to take money yeah and funds that's that's where the funds go we're gonna make the trips no matter what but your patronage makes it so much more uh, obtainable Yes. So if you would like to donate and help us out, if you enjoy what you hear and would like to hear more of it, you can do a donation at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash or so they say pod. That is a subscription that you would be signing up for. If you would rather do a one-time donation, that's cool too. We appreciate all of it. So yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> you can do that at our PayPal, which we will link on our website you can find us all over social media, pretty much everywhere. And with, of course, the merch. Got to check out that merch. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll get some, keep working on some new designs and get some more stuff. I know we've only had the merch out for, what, like a month or something? Maybe something more? Something like that. It's We have very busy lives, folks. We're trying hard to keep this keep this up and going for you. And right. it. Uh, we need so, legitimate business meetings again. I know. So, some days it's harder than others, but we will have new content for you, new merch for you, all of that. Yes, yes. And you can get that merch at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. And that wraps her up, I think. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Always send us stories. Been, We've been receiving oh, stories. Of course. Oh, oh you We've guys. had a lot of a lot of you. <laughs> I say a lot of you. We've had a number of you reach out to us. Finally, it's not our mom. It's not our friends. It's not our significant Which others. We it's also appreciate all of those people giving us their stories and things like that. But we've got organic <laughs> listener stories. I know, We're so excited. A lot of you have been like reaching out to us about places to go, sending us emails of your story. We're here pre-shaded. for that too. Pre-shaded. The word of the day. Pre-shaded. pre-shaded. <laughs> so That's keep it. sending your stories. Next listener episode. It's not this next one, but the one after. It's going to be oh April 1st. Lord. So okay. ha ha ha. Uh, no jokes Say here. no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate us. <laughs> uh, send them to our email at or so they say pod at gmail.com. Tell us all the spooky places you've been. Uh, haunted house. A haunted park. Haunted doll uh no kids (laughs) (laughs) 
send them our way and you'll have a chance to be on our episode and we'll tell your story and give you a little shout out. That is it. That's, That's it for really real, for it. real. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm hungry. Okay. We'll we need get, to go. We'll, we'll get off here now. It's been fun. Okay. It's until been next real. Week. It's been real fun. Okay, bye. bye. It's, I guess I said it backwards. It's been real. It's, it's been, been fun. fun. It's been real fun. Okay, bye. Bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, OrSoTheySayPod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at Patreon.com forward slash OrSoTheySayPod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts. And of course, thanks for listening.